This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. You texted me last night to say watching this episode for the podcast was uh, a different experience. It was, because I'm very familiar with this episode. It's uh, one, because it was on the compilation, and you can't really watch the episode before it without watching this one, and then you want to watch Redemption afterwards. It's like a little Mm three-parter. So I've watched it quite a bit, but this is the first time I think I've watched it with a critical eye. Also with Anne sat there, ripping it apart. Um, No, she loved it. Uh, so it was really interesting because it as a, a season finale, we're used to big season finale. Not a lot happens in the episode. That was quite interesting. Mm. When you when you strip away uh, the episode before it and the episode after it, bugger all happens in this episode. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of action or anything in it. And Uncle Terry, his Terry tropes, I got to nine major Terry tropes. <laughs> this is like, this really is, he, he's either got to the end of the season, he's, he's thought, oh God, I've got no ideas left, get out my bl- little black book of plot points, or this is like the, the, the best example of Terry's writing, mm. <laughs> reusing lots and lots and lots and lots of things he's done before. But uh, I don't know whether we should do them in or when we get to them, or whether you just want the Terry tropes in a row. Shall we have a Terry trope count? Yeah, let's have a Terry trope count. And then as we get to them, because I might have missed some, of course. All right, we have a TTC. 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 Yeah, another tally. All right. Yeah, a space TTC. Space TTC. S. S This is getting too much. This is getting too much. Right, let's get on with it. Um, Yeah, um, starts off with an animated liberator. Have you told people what episode it is yet? Oh, yeah, we're talking about Ensor, aren't we? Yes, yeah. in the episode Orac, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Or as Blake calls him, Ensa. In, he does uh, at one point. Yeah, like like Mensa or... Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, but just that once, though. Other times yes. it is Ensor, yeah. but yeah, Ensa. Ensa. Mm. 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 All right, so yeah, um, Animated Liberator, which you're not keen on. Yeah, I, very cartoon Liberator. I don't like this one. That one's not bad when it's scudding across the uh, the, the, the starscape. When, later yeah. on, when you see it arriving at Aristo, oh, yeah. and it's not a cutout, it's a paper cutout. It is, and then we we immediately cut to like as if like travelling through a starscape. But there's far too many stars, isn't there? There's yeah, like but that Blake Seven did that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah and planets sometimes. Yeah. Um, so inside, we've got Sweaty Gan in, in yes in the yes. spare so, room. Can we go with uh, Terry trope number one? Go radiation on. poisoning. He has got radiation poisoning. Yes, it gives you the sweats, evidently. Yeah, I tell Which you what. Which they didn't show in Chernobyl, did they? <laughs> no. Miss that bit out. They didn't have space aspirin as well, because he's That's taking true, some yes. space aspirin, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Um, this is a problem I've got with this story, is that, yes, as you say, it's part two. It's, it's the middle yes. part of a trilogy thing. But, but it's been already stated in the last episode that if you stay down too long on that planet, you will get radiation sickness. And yeah. yet they seem surprised when Callie actually runs that space Geiger counter over them. Yes. Yeah. The, which the, did they not watch last week's episode or watch Blake's recount of it? Mm. 
they're not paying attention. No. Um, I don't know why Gan's all by himself here. I mean, you know... Um, we're, we're Would you get... want to be in the same room as a sweaty Gan? Oh, that is, yeah. You know, usually when he that. gets sweaty, he gets a bit rapey, doesn't he? He so, does, yeah, maybe yeah. it's better. That door might be yeah. locked. That's you know, true, or yeah. something like that. Gan's sweating. Lock him. Lock the door. <laughs> and they go past this nice, swirly planet. Uh, yeah, planet. again, very, very um, painted. We've seen this before, well, or we've seen this after. Oh, it's so confusing watching them out no, of order. We've, but we, we've, we've seen this, or we see it again, or we've seen it before. And it's horribly painted, I think. It's, there's, it's either too small, or they didn't have time to put much detail in. So you can see the brush strokes mm. of the water. We've mentioned that the person yeah. that painted this, and the one who painted Aristo later on, is yes. also the person who painted the, that awful city in oh, Moloch. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's all right with planets, but he was terrible with buildings. Do you remember we were talking about that? Yes. This is this is presumably the director's five-year-old son, isn't it? Mm. He's all right with planets. Don't give him buildings. Indeed. Yeah. What about cats? No, no good. Can't do the legs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we go onto the flight deck, and yes. uh, Jenna's Jenna's sweaty too. Jenna's sweaty, but Jenna's sweaty is quite sexy sweaty, so. Yes, yeah. You wouldn't lock her away, would you? Yeah, there's nice outfits. I like her red yes. outfit. I like Avon's is, green you, one. You can see how cold the Liberator flight I was going to say, later on, mm. yes, they, they, they yeah. turned, turned the heating off. You yeah. can definitely see that, well, yes. Well, because she's sweaty. You don't want to, you know, you shouldn't, what is it, starve a fever or something? Yes, like, I suppose. The old wives' tale is. Um, this, this bit annoys me, then. I know that I, we've said this before, that sometimes they, they think the audience are idiots, so they do this recap. Yeah, you're going to talk and, about the info dump, aren't you? Yes. So they're they're telling the people they're telling people what they already know. What also annoys me is they say they they say this is a verbal report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got images. Yeah, and it's Blake's log. Blake doesn't yeah. keep a log. I well, I'd love to see some of his other ones because I bet he's written up better in them. <sighs> You know, when Gan died, that log was... So does that mean for every adventure they ever have, Blake goes back to his cabin and records the day's events? I reckon he does, yeah. And I reckon there's a big finish series there, Blake's Logs. Blake's Logs. Yeah. (laughs) And no, it is, it's awful. It's this unnecessary info dump, because what's just happened was a week before, and we've said before that... The gap between you know each season is virtually a year, and yet each yep. time, the, the 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 makers of the program have credited the viewers with enough intelligence yeah. to remember the cliffhanger ending of the one before. Yeah, they're sort of you know if if you're watching this, you probably watch the others. Mm. Get on with it. Why do they feel the need to do this here? It's very much like the um, when in the young ones when Neil is trying to tell people it's his birthday, and I think uh, Mike says, "Now you already know that, and we don't care." Yes. and that's what you think. <laughs> it's like all the cast, all the crew know this, and as an audience, we don't really care because it's not like it's a Shakespearean plot. They've got radiation sickness. Tick. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Do you think it's padding? Yes, I think it is pattern because, as I said, not a lot happens in this episode. Surprising. No. Um, dude, I, one thing I was going to go back and check, but I didn't. Because last, when we were talking about the episode before, and we were saying that they never referred to Ensor Junior as Ensor Junior. Did they refer to him as that, or did Blake no. say no, no, uh, it, that one of the passengers was called Ensor? No, no, no. He says there were two men. What the first one we found was already dead, and the, the the last one died on the way. And he was very insistent. Oh, right. You get this, and and he says, "Oh, that was my son." 
Oh, he does later on, but in this little recap, does he? Does he mention it? I'm sure we'll have to. We, we should have rewatched oh, it. I should. No, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that I. I would. Well, have if you play this clip. Oh, I will then be we can listen the there. We can yeah. listen then. <laughs> we'll yeah. find out when the uh, when the yeah. listeners do. Um, but yeah, it's it's heavy-handed stuff, isn't it? It's clumsy and it's mm. terrible. E- even more terrible is usually when they go off to that little corner of the flight deck. They have the garden chairs, but yes. now you've got these funky rounded chair things, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with, with... Yeah. It, it, so Ava, he says to Avon, "I want you to watch this, Avon, even though it's a verbal report." Um, and Avon just sort of has to turn around in his chair, crick his neck to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It doesn't look very comfy. But before they watch it, I mean, mm. they've got a white table between yes. them with a slot in it, which wobbles when Blake puts in this cartridge or whatever yep. it is into eight it. Track, yeah. It is a bit of an eight track, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Avon's not feeling well either. Um, no. But because Avon's manly, he hasn't got as bad sweats as the others, has he? No, not yet. I mean, he gets a bit crotchety also, later, doesn't he? I suppose he was the only one wearing uh, tinfoil on the planet, so that might have reflected some of the... Yeah, but not over his head. That's true. Yes, if he had his tinfoil, uh, you know, hood up, maybe he'd be yep. feeling a bit better. Um, so, yeah, they're looking at this footage. Something's bothering him, and, and, and Blake reviews the footage of Ensor's Cortina exploding. Yes. Um, now, Blake, Blake notices this, which I thought was a little bit off. I think it should have been Avon... No, he no, does. He, he he does. He says, well, no, they, they, they yeah. sort of like come to the conclusion at the same time. Blake goes, oh, yeah. that's it. That's what's bothering me. And Avon says, it's in the wrong place. Yeah, Jenna doesn't. <laughs> even, even though the pilot she's doesn't. The pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is kind of unfortunate that when it happens, it's you, you know they've slowed the footage down, and because you slow yeah. the footage down, the explosion clearly shows the smoke going up and the, yeah. sp- and the sparks up, going yeah. down. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, and yeah. The conclusion is uh, something we already know: the ship was sabotaged. Yeah. There, that's it. That's what's been bothering me. I don't see anything special. It's in the wrong place. Exactly. The explosion's in the forward section. Now, you thought it was a neutron burner, but that's nowhere near the engine housing. All right. But it doesn't make any difference, does it? Sam, I want a sensor reading for that moment. Full spectrum analysis. Confirmed. What are you trying to prove? Ensor went to Federation Space Headquarters. He wanted medical assistance. He also wanted to sell something of enormous value. All right. Right. Whatever that is. We can presume the sale was made because he told us they're prepared to pay a fantastic price for it. Now, they start on the return journey. The data you requested is now available. All right, let's have it. Sensor readings for selected moment are as follows. The explosion registered 1.3. Disturbance peaked at 115. Spectral analysis of residual vapor confirms presence of Gemitan explosive. Conclusion? Probability is that a small explosive device was detonated in the gravity compensator controls. Sabotage. Yes. But why? Presumably so that the Federation could get their hands on ORAC without paying the hundred million. Who was filming this? Because <laughs> they show footage on the planet. Yes. So who's filming this? It's what we saw, isn't it? Yeah. Did they go and get the VHS copy and... Maybe Bring that's it what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's it's at that point when Callie comes in with her space Geiger counter. Yes. 
and tells them that they've got radiation sickness. Yeah, so this is uh, this is Terry trope number two. Mm-hmm. So this is, we need anti-radiation drugs, which we, we haven't, haven't got. got any. The most sophisticated uh, yep. ship in the galaxy, and at the end, Blake boasts that their medical facilities are second, second to, to none, none, but yeah. <laughs> don't Unless you've got radiation, radiation poisoning, bad in, luck. In which case, you're stuffed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, have, yeah, you, yeah. have you got any sutures in that? Oh, apart from that as well. <laughs> You know, I, I I do think they have Lock Lockgan in that room because he's listening in. Yeah. yeah. On the intercom. Why? I don't is he, know. Does he does he just always listen in? He's a creepy bugger, isn't he? He is. He, he is. is. Yeah. Sweaty man, a sweaty fat man listening to your conversation. He's hardly in it, and Villa's hardly yeah. in it. I hadn't realised. It's a shame because Villa's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, we got. Yeah, we see him here. Yeah. He has this uh, yeah. uh, comedy routine of uh, going to throw up. Um, do yeah. you notice he, he went past that nice star chart chart that we've yes, admired before, yeah. that uh, clear it's, thing? Yeah, it's got Aristo on it this time. Yeah, right? it's the wrong way round, isn't it? Because yeah. we can read yeah. it. It should <laughs> be the other way round. I never thought of that. You're right, yeah. <laughs> um, and then next up we go to Aristo, which is this water planet. And, and we, yes. s- we see our character Ensor, and he's feeding his tropical fish. Oh, can we just, um, just back, back pedal a little bit? Mm. So at this point, no one's heard of Ensor. Not yet, no. Not yet, no. So Not in the show, not yeah. yet. No, no, no. Um, this Ensor later says, you know, the, the, the sea is acidic, or Zen says it's acidic, and there's primitive life developing, amphibian yes. life. Uh, you know, what, Terry trope number three, acid sea. Acid sea, true, yeah. true. Which, which uh, raises the question, those fish clearly didn't come out the acid sea. No. So Ensor Jr. must have picked them up on one of his jollies that we were talking about. I reckon so. Can you imagine him transporting him back in the Space Cortina? Just slopping water left and right. I think it's more like old um, Jack and the Beanstalk. Ensor sends him out with money to get some power cells, and he comes back with some tropical fish. (laughs) I met a man, he had some fish. In the pub. You said he spends all his time in the pub. Yes. Yeah. It's like, they sent you out for power cells. He said these are better than power cells, Dad. Yeah. Yes. Stupid young man. Yep. Yeah. It is. It's blooming Steptoe Son. Steptoe Son, yeah. In fact, a lot of that tat he's got in that room, like the clockwork bird. Yeah. You could see it that is. in Steptoe and Son. Yeah, what was the hell that bird is? I was like, what answers? What's that? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And he's got a bit of circuitry glued to his chest. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't look very comfy, does it? No, no. I like, like his... If, if undoes his zip too fast, he's killed himself and he's ripped out his heart. <laughs> or too much static and zzz, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I like his drinking glasses. We used to have some oh, yeah, like that. Those big like, chunky... Yeah, 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 those solid... They were really, really solid. Yeah, yeah you had to you just... open your mouth wide to just take yeah. a sip. Oh, I, I thought they looked really good. And I thought, I wonder if they've just made them out of like... Oh, so they must have been just the readily available... Oh, I, no, we had them. They were almost like vases. Yeah. You know, you could... Easily put plants in them. They so were there you so go. So, so have a look on eBay, see if you can find them. That's oh. a Blake 7 prop to go with the chest set. I will. I will. Um, next, we've got the very first Aurac switch-on no- noise. Yeah. Which is a bit odd. It's not the normal noise this first time. Well, no, nothing about Aurac is normal in this episode. No, it? no. And, he's, and especially as he manages to switch himself on. Yeah. Because he... It's almost an activ a bit like Zen, isn't it? It's an activation sound just before he's going to speak, not mm. necessarily a "I've turned him on" type thing. Mm. Mm. And the next odd thing is, of course, is it's not Peter Tuddenham. Oh yes, what is it? Have you something to report? A space vehicle has made a surface landing about seven miles inland. My son's ship? No. Oh, 
stupid question. I apologize. Had it been his, he would have contacted us by now. Have you identified the ship? Federation. Two passengers now disembarked and proceeding on foot towards this section. Is the defense zone operating? Yes. Well, they won't get far. Anyway, ensure that security regulations are fully maintained. Ah, can't be too careful in my state of health. Sleeping seems to reduce the energy drain fractionally. Might as well prolong my life to the very limit. <laughs> One clings to it, clings to it. Keep your eye on the two from the Federation ship. They might attempt entry through the tunnels under the old city. Oh, they can't reach us that way, you know that. Those tunnels are crawling with Phibians. I was suggesting it might be more humane to warn them of the danger. Had they been friendly, they would have tried to make contact before landing. They didn't. Therefore, they are not friends. Therefore, they are enemies. What could they want here? Hmm? <laughs> Only one thing. You, Warwick, my friend. You. And that's really weird. That, it is. That, that was like free. Even Anne sort of said, that doesn't sound right. It's like, yeah, it's a different guy. Would, mm. Do you think it would Orak would have been as successful if they'd have kept Derek fine? No, no, no. Half of no. Orak's charm... Is, straight yeah. after the script is his delivery, you know. Yeah. Same with Zen. Um, and, and it is very odd because, you know, I, I've listened to some of the big finishes and uh, the guy doing the ORAC voice is impersonating Peter Tudnam doing ORAC. Yes. But here, yeah, it's Derek yeah, Farr. Yes, but because... You 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 gave me the the way ahead to listen mm. to, which we'll have to talk about one day. I was going to say, but, have you listened yeah. to it yet? I have, yes. I I would listen to it on the way back from the Maximum Power. All right. Um, and the guy doing Orac is pretty good, but when the same guy does Zen, Zen it's not, not the same. So good. No, 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 not so good. No. Uh, but of course, but I... saying that, none of the other cast sound like <laughs> their characters. Don't you think Stephen Steve Pacey, Pacey? What the hell? Yeah, he's doing some sort of Cockney accent. Did he think he was doing? Travis, I, is that what his yeah. voice sounds like now? He doesn't well, sound anything yeah. like he did. Because in the show, he does sort of a, an, a, a pr received pronunciation. Mm. I, you know, it's very I say. Blah, blah, blah. In this, it's like, oh, I might. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's very strange. But this voice that's talking to Ensor, of course, at yes. this point, when we, we first know, watch it, yeah. we don't know that's Orac. We don't know that's a computer. Yeah. We just assume somebody's on the radio talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could with this sort of anything happens in Blake Seven. It could have been uh, that Ensor was a twin, or he was creating clones, or mm. something like that. You mm. know? Yeah, but this voice, whatever it is, says that a Federation ship has landed and uh, yes. two people are approaching. Yeah, and... they, well, it landed seven miles inland, mm. which is interesting because that means Serverlan and Travis walk seven miles it reminded me this I time see that yeah watching it this time reminded me the, the beginning of rogue one where they they park yeah. miles away from mad mickleston's place don't yeah. they? and, and walk just as they unnecessarily get a shot yeah well they yeah. did it for the cinematographer didn't they yes i know there is <laughs> this, a def yeah. I, I guess it's because they know yeah. there's a defense shield but they don't know how far out from the base but seven the miles seven miles yes have you ever um, tried walking seven miles i i've done it i've done it don't have like you? it no. But no. yeah, in in sweaty leather bondage gear, there's a question I've never been asked. <laughs> um, Orac says they may try to navigate it by going through the tunnels. 
Yes. Uh, Terry Trope. Terry Trope. Yep. Uh, so uh, a, a back way into uh, an underground base. An impenetrable. Yeah, impenetrable underground base always has a back way in via the old city. Yeah. That's in several Doctor Who's. Yep. So I was, was going to yeah. say Terry likes Ooh. his backdoor entries, but I, I don't think I will. Ooh, uh. Uh, also, <laughs> Invisible Barrier. Yep. Very Keys and Marinus. Uh, that's a five. We're at five yep. now. Yep. And um, Ensor rather cold-heartedly says, let the Fibians kill them. Yes. If they had had peaceful intentions, they'd have all tr- already tried contacting them. But now later on, he says the Fibians are not dangerous. When Callie says... I know. He's yeah. lying. Mm, He's yeah. lying. Yeah. I've got questions about that when we get to that. Um, then we get Did stopped... Do you reckon he crossed his heart and hoped to die? <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, then we get stock footage of a beach. Yes. Um, it looks bloody cold. It does. It? It, I reckon that that's north my, somewhere. Uh, yeah, that reminds me of my childhood summer holidays, where mm. you drive up to the drive up to the seafront, sit in your car while it's raining, watch it, <laughs> watch it, eat your sandwiches, drink your flask of slightly warm tea, yeah. drive home. Uh, Britain in the seventies, eh? Hey, that was a holiday. That yeah, was. yeah. Kids yeah. today <laughs> with um, their internet. Indeed. So we're at this obelisk. And that's yes. when we've got Travis, Travis and Servalan. Hurrah. There must be an easier way to get into the laboratory than this. The surface force barrier is impenetrable. We must go under it. Let's see the old man's map again. We go straight along this passage, turn right at the junction, and then straight on. Yeah, they begin to run below sea level there. Let's hope they're not flooded. Well, let's get started. Hurrah! Oh, so nice to see Travis, our friend, Travis Mark one. Yeah, straight after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. only a couple of weeks ago, maximum power. And yeah. He hasn't changed the jar, has he? Looking at, well, he's got a beard now. I don't, yeah. I, yeah um, and yeah, I, I, tra- Travis Mark two with the beard when he's a renegade, that suits him. I don't suits think him, Travis yeah. Mark one. Um, no, he, 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 he wouldn't do that because he's too military. He, his yes. hair wouldn't be over a certain length and he certainly wouldn't have stubble. I imagine Travis Mark one measures his hair against the collar, doesn't yeah. he? He's very, very he's Mr. Regulation, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Servalan for once is actually dressed for the occasion. Yes. Okay, I she's mean, she, all in she's... white, but yeah, yeah, not the best color if you're going to crawl around underground ruins. But yeah, a sensible outfit. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they were originally going to have her in something stupid, and they turned up on location, and she went? Nope, <laughs> I want an all-in-one <laughs> jumpsuit with a fur collar. Yep, yep, yep. Sensible the, shoes as well. They—they're they, not too bad. Mm, yeah, a bit of a heel on them, but you need that with the puddles they're going to be walking through. True. Yes. Yes, and they found this hatch leading down into the tunnels, and they've got what's called the old man's map, which is yes, the most which is ludicrous. Yeah. I've got lud- ludicrous. Uh, it's yeah. the most childish map ever. Yeah. This is this is what you would draw. This is Ensor in the pub drawing it on the back of a napkin. No, I've got it? I've got here. Did Tynus draw it? Yeah, because he <laughs> could have, couldn't he? Oh my he goodness! Have, yeah. That is that that is clo- so clumsy. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust that map to f- get me to the local shops. If someone you know, if you said where's the local shop, and they went, I'll just draw you a quick plan. I go, yeah, not enough detail on that. Why do you need that map? That map is so simple. You take two yeah. seconds looking at it, and you've memorised it. It's not yeah. difficult, you know. Go underground tunnel, find the find the hatch. Left, left, you're there, mate. And it, that's all it is. I I have seen, and I want one that you can get that on Red really? Red Bubble as a T-shirt. That map, oh, you know. <laughs> 
And uh, so they off they go down into these watery tunnels. And meanwhile, uh, Blake has researched Ensor. Zen, report medic information. Ensor. It appears that Ensor took a vacation on a frontier planet. While there, he suffered a massive heart attack. Medical facilities were primitive. The only available transplant was a mechanical heart powered by microcells. They have a life of about 40 Earth years. All of which happened about 40 years ago. But didn't they substitute an organic unit once he got back? That's just the point. He never did get back. He disappeared. He and his four-year-old son simply vanished. They've never been heard of since. Until now. But Avon already knows some of it. Um, well, I, I get a feeling Avon researched it as well, because the way Avon trots it out, it's very much like he's just read this on Wikipedia, isn't it? Mm. It doesn't flow like these are facts that you already knew. This is like, I've, I've, I've learned. He secretly read it at the same yeah. time Blake did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Presumably it's Gan still listening into all this. I guess so. I guess so. Having a sweat. Yeah. I've got a big question mark here, right? Because yeah. they say that when Ensor was a teenager... He... Oh, the timing, the timing is, yeah. will make your eyes bleed. Yeah. He invented the Tariel cell. Yes. And yes. now every... At 18. At eight, that's exactly yeah. what I've written down. I say, yeah. say it's 18, right? And now every computer... Well, they actually say it's 18, so yeah. Hmm. Oh, did they? I thought it was just a yeah, teenager. They it. Well, I wrote it down, so oh, right, okay. <laughs> I might have made it All up. Right. Um, now, every computer in the known <laughs> systems contains them, right? Yes. Now, Derek Farr, who plays Ensor, when he made this, can you believe it? When he made this, he was only 40. No. Yeah. I, 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 I sort of tried working out when all this, the other stuff happened to him, and I was sort of thinking, okay, let's say, 40, let's say he's 68. But you're 40, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, he, he was 40. Old. Although they have aged him. I think that's like yeah. grey dusting in the hair and that because... Um, even so. I've oh. seen him in Star Maidens, you know, which is just yeah. the year before uh, that he did with Gareth Thomas. And he didn't look that old there. But yeah, he's 40, right? So yeah. I thought, well, okay, let's say he's 60, right? Yeah. So he, he invented the Tariel cell 42 years ago. Right. Yes. So in that forty-two years, that Tariel cell has gone into uh, every computer in the known systems. Yes. Now, now, surely they mean the systems that mankind have gone to. Well, I presume that's what they mean by known systems. But because we we still haven't really met any aliens, have we? Yeah, but we're going to, and this is my problem yeah. with that fact. In the the system that creates the Liberator, use tar uses Tariel cells. Yes, that's because true, Orac is, is just about to yeah. take over control of the Liberator, and in Redemption, he so causes one to the blow Liberator up. Must have Tariel cells or the equivalent. Yeah. Of, oh, that's a bit. That, yes. that, 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 that's a bit of a that's coincidence that the system create yeah. a, an, a, a version of the Tariel cell that is so similar that you know Orac can influence it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But that that does throw up. So if you're saying he's sixty, because I allowed sixty-eight. Right. But let's say six, well, somewhere around that time. So he invents the Atari cell at 18. <coughs> um, he, he spent 40 years on the planet with his son, mm -hmm. who was four years old. So Ensor Jr. is 44. So if we said he was 68 now, that gives a 10-year window mm -hmm. from 18 to 28. 
when he did everything else and was tutoring all these people. Yes. And Dorian was studying with him and everyone was... He was a busy lad. He was. He? I hadn't thought about the whole tutoring yeah. thing. Plus also, he, he obviously, you know, presumably meets a girl and fathers a son. So that, I mean, let's face it, that's going to write off his four years that his son was there. Because once you've had young kids, you know what it's like. Un- un- you know, unless his wife was a fibian. Could be. Could have been a fibian. Well, I heard she had an acid tongue, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> but yeah, none of it makes sense. No, no, no. But we also find out that Ensor took a holiday on a planet, had a heart yes. attack, had a mechanical heart fitted that had a 40-year battery life. Yes. And that's and when he's he waited, vanished. He's waited 40 years. We said this during the Ensor yeah. Junior. Why are you sending your son out yeah. now to negotiate? All you got to do, put a line in it saying... The old cell can't be removed until within one hour of it running down. Otherwise, the energy release will blow up or something. All you got to do is put something like that in it. But otherwise, yeah, he's an idiot. He he deserves to die, really. He is an idiot because, no, yeah. no, number one, you know, his son went off and got him the power cells fine. But yeah. they go to the Federation to get a space surgeon to do the uh, yeah. thing. There's other planets that aren't, you know... Yeah, they go, they go to... Because presumably he's gone to... He's gone to... So... so they're getting to the end of like the 40 years his heart's going to stop and he decides at this point is the best time to a sell all rack <laughs> b approach the federation to do this even though he's on the federation's most wanted list c hire a space surgeon and his dim-witted son says to serverland serverland says oh, i've got a surgeon you can use oh okay yeah what could go wrong there yeah Ah, He's an idiot. No, no, no. I mean, we we talked about this, um, um, you know, on Ensor Junior. It's like they are very naive that they think that, you know, Marriott will go there, do the surgery. They they give them ORAC. uh, They give them the money and away the Federation go. What's to stop the Federation just coming back, you know? But we're just about to see that ORAC can control, you know, any spaceship, basically. So if they did come after them, Mind you, that would mean not giving Orac up. Yeah, mm. which it it sounds entirely like that Ensor will sell them Orac. He's not. You don't get any idea that he's going to double cross them or anything. I think he's you, know, you say he's naive enough to think, oh, I'll sell it to him. Mm. I don't. It, none none of this sort of works when you think about it. No. No. All right, because that's what's just about to happen, because um, Orac detects the, the Liberator, but Ensor's asleep, so he sets in motion these uh, full security protocols, which uh, means him taking control of Zen. Liberator is in stationary orbit within teleport range of the planet Aristo. All circuits are... All circuits are... All circuits are... All circuits are... All circuits are. All circuits are. All circuits are. I've done all that. You will identify yourselves and state clearly the purpose of your intrusion. Specified recognition code. I repeat, identify yourselves and state the purpose of your mission. This is the spacecraft Liberator. We have medical supplies for someone on this planet. You will explain the circumstances governing your previous statement. We went to the aid of a crashed spaceship. 
Before he died, the pilot asked me to deliver some micro-power cells. He said they were vital to save his father's life. Your explanation is satisfactory. I am aware that you have teleport facilities. I will set coordinates for a surface landing. Blake tells Orac, well, it's, it's Zen, but it's, you know, controlled by Orac, uh, why they're there, and he allows them to teleport down, uh, setting the locator fix and everything. And, uh, and they encounter that defense screen, which is a rubbish green video effect. Yes, it's very, um, very poorly done. But there again, you can't do video effects well on film, can you? No, like this is true. Say. Yeah, you thought they'd have learnt after the first go at it. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, down below, Serverlan and Travis, they found that the tunnels are blocked. And yes. um, so ter- Terry Trope number whatever we're up to six. The tunnel you need to go down is blocked, yeah. and while one person's digging it out, something happens yeah. to the rest of the group. Before that, though, before that happens to Serverlan, um, she says that they'll deliver Orac to the Federation, and they'll be very grateful. I can't believe Serverlan would no. do that. The only way I could see Serverlan would do that would be if she uses Orac first and gets everything out of him that she can before handing it over. I can't see her handing it over. I think that, again, this is just a lie to Travis because she knows she's going to kill Travis anyway. Mm. Yeah, because she keeps saying we, and and Servalan never says we. No, this is... I mean, again, (laughs) very clever Servalan plan that she's she's pretending to Travis that she's going to give it to the Federation because she knows Travis is Federation through and through. But she's also not killed Travis yet because he's the scapegoat Mm. should it go wrong. So, yeah, you got to admire Serverland a bit. Yes, indeed. But uh, I don't admire... This is out of character, her, because she starts getting jittery and nervous, doesn't yes. she, and scared. Oh, I, I actually wrote this down. This this isn't how Serverland would no. react. No. Um, and especially when you get attacked by as ropey a monster as that. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? He, I've got a little bit of information on this creature on in behind the scenes, all right? Um, but Travis is kills it. Played it. by Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I love. I know you're a fan of uh, Mark Two, but I love Mark One, and this is a very good example of Mark One. Yeah. The way he is, he's just so cool. His delivery of oh, some kind of lizard. He's not rattled in the slightest by any no, of this. No, nothing phases it. He's. I, I mean, I, I love Travis Mark Two, but yeah, Travis Mark One is brilliant. Mm. Stephen Grief plays it so well, and I love the fact that he's. He's quite happy, really, that Serverland's been rattled by this, and he mm. he sees this as a failure on her part. You know, decent. If she was a decent trained officer, yeah, she wouldn't get rattled by a, a knitted clanger <laughs> having a go at your leg. Yeah. All right. Well, up up on the shore, along comes this defence ball. Right. Yes. Very badly CSO'd. Very badly CSO'd. Now, do you remember last week? I said I I need some help from you or the listener. Yeah. Right. This is it because for a while now I've been considering making that defence ball. Yeah. Because it looks like it's pretty easy. You just need a yeah, ball. Look, it looks like they've knocked it together in about five minutes, to be honest. And therefore, should be easy to replicate. Yes. And so, yeah, it's a ball. It's some plastic card wings. That thing on the front, you know, uh, the light on the front, and it looks like a shroud from the front of a, a federal. Federation rifle, actually, a bit of yep. you know piping cut at a forty-five degree angle. That's all fine and everything. I thought, oh, yep. they'll be quite nice at actually having one of these. But it's those probe things at the bottom. Wait, yeah, well, I was looking at these yesterday because I thought I thought this that 
you had said you wanted to make one. And I mean, to me, they look like some form of pipette. Or, yeah, that, that's what exactly. You know, Test yeah. tube or pipette. And yeah. I, I have been Googling. And looking on eBay and typing in pipette and you, oh, yeah. you, you, you know test tubes, but I don't know. It does look medical, whatever it is. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it it looks like something they've purposed from something else, and it does, like you say, it does look medical mm. in that it's part of a syringe or a pipette or a test tube or some sort of. It might even be a Thomas Salter Junior chemistry set, and mm. it was something in that, you know. Yeah, because I I'm, I might contact Phil Stevens. He might know. Because yeah. he has a lot of knowledge about this. Because the he great thing, yeah, the great thing about this is once you, if I made that, you don't have to worry about putting it on a like a clear rod to display it. Because when you first see it, it's just lying on a table. Yeah, it's just laid it? on a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, here it comes. Along it comes with this uh, very yeah. clumsy CSO. You will stand up. You will stand up. You are carrying weapons. You will remove them. We prefer to keep them with us. You will remove them. No. We will remove them. You will make greater speed. Hurry, hurry. How do we get through the barrier? You will follow me. Versatile, isn't it? Let's hope it's still around when we want to get out of here. Again, with Aurac's voice. Now, ages back, we said about why, did, why didn't Aurac, you know, invent a body so he could move around? I think it was during Headhunter yeah. or something. Well, yes, it was. Yeah. Here we are. This is like a, a, a flying Aurac right now, isn't it? A but defense uh, I, Aurac. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I think this is another case of where the script is written and it's never changed to match what it eventually becomes. Because Blake and Callie, I mean, not only with it, they're, they're amazed at this machine. Oh, it's so versatile. Not really, it's not. And then in the very next scene, they're absolutely amazed and baffled by a sliding door. Sliding door. <laughs> I thought that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so what the hell? Mm, mm. It was obviously meant to be something more... High-tech. You know, more magical or high-tech. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a, It's like... Blake's face, where it is, oh, it's just, it's hilarious. I don't remember Blake's uh, face from my, mm. obviously, from my audio cassettes, but the no. next bit I, I, I always enjoy is when the ball tells them to de- drop their weapons. Yes. Blake says no, and he sets off an explosion at their feet, and Jan Chappelle's, oh, is, yeah. I'm sure, is unscripted. That is... Oh, I think it's unscripted. Well, because if you watch it, um, I don't think it's meant to either be as large as they thought. Or as or close. I rec- or as close. And I reckon that Sand and that had got over it. And it turfed up. Because you look at um, Gareth Thomas, he flinches visibly yeah. as if something's hit him in the face. And she and I jumps. Think it was Sand, <laughs> yeah. So I imagine that wasn't meant to be quite as close or as uh, as big an explosion as they thought. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that's not acting. That's that's all no. natural there, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Alright, so we go to the Liberator and in the teleport bay You were told to stay in your cabin. Any word? Nothing, since they called in to say that they were down safely and waiting. How long ago was that? A little over two hours. We should have heard by now. <laughs> Not you as well. What are you doing down there? I don't like being on my own. Especially if I'm about to die. That's cheerful. Sorry. Is Villa on his way as well? 
No. He's doing his best to convince himself that he feels fine. Says we'll just remind him that he doesn't. Sometimes he shows distinct signs of intelligence. Why don't you return to your quarters? I'll let you know the moment I hear anything. I'll stay. I think it's better if there are two of us standing by. Better still if there are three of us. Better still if you... Jenna and Avon are talking when Gan groans yeah. from behind the bracelet rack. Yeah, which is now on, on wheels. It's now on wheels. Yeah. Um, we know that Avon's been standing on teleport yeah, duty. Said Blake's gone down there. Yeah. How did Gan get there? Yeah, he's not, he's not he's not a nimble man, is he? And why Let's is he why is he hiding behind the teleport rack? I I just imagine Gan randomly hides in places grown in. I just think that's his hobby. It's it just makes absolutely. He says, yeah. "Oh, I don't want to be alone." Well, why? Yeah. Why? Well, they locked him in a room. I already know the answer yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's 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 done purely for the viewer, isn't it? It's, yeah, it makes no sense again. In fact, most of this episode does not make it works. For what you want it to be, but when you think about it, it makes no sense whatsoever. None whatsoever. Because they're getting more and more ill, aren't they? All of them. Um, yes. And, and Avon snaps at Gan uh, and stops himself, but he doesn't apologise, yeah. does he? I, th- I no. thought he was going to say sorry, Gan, yeah. but no. He immediately puts his head down as a kip, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And and then we've got the thing with the black tube, this uh, this elevator yes. so that's thing. A- so that I put that down as a Terry trope because in a couple of the Dalek ones, especially Genesis, yes. he, he likes having an elevator in the middle of a quarry yep. that comes up and it's an entrance way to a secret base. So I think that's a we'll put that down as a Terry trope. Mm, yeah. Um, so they get in this eventually after much yeah. you know, oh. puzzlement. Makes no sense, does it? No. It's like, how do we get in? The woman will go, go she, first. Yeah, yeah, the woman will go first. She goes around and you hear a sliding door noise. And then Blake's like, where's she gone? It's, it's magic. magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's poor. Um, they arrive in this white corridor. Yes. They know it's a whacking great hatch. Yes. With with very B&Q style hinges on it. Which Blake's pauses yeah. and studies. Yeah. So you know that's yeah, going to be important yeah. coming up. He might as well have just nudged Jenna and say, plot point M. Yeah. Plot point Callie. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. At that. That's at the point Jenna. where he calls yeah. her Ensa. Ensa, yes. Ensa at that Ensa. point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that leads to Ensa's room, and yeah. and they have a look around, and 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 there's the ball on the table. Yes, just laid there. Yeah, as as it probably would in someone's collection. Yeah, indeed. Just be laid yes. there amongst yes. some junk. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe mm. soon if we can get the help. <laughs> um, so yes, they uh, in comes Ensor. Blake, look. Ah, at last. The energy cells. Have you brought the energy cells? Uh, yes, 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 we've got them. Now, are you all right? Well, of course I'm not all right. If I was all right, I wouldn't need you. I've certainly taken you long enough to get here. Ah, it's typical of you moron physical medicine. Oh, look, you don't understand. Oh, it has to be a mercy dash, doesn't it? Not enough to simply arrive, do your work, and then get out. Oh, no, no, it has to be a drama. We got here as quickly as we could. I don't want to hear your feeble excuses. Now, let's get on with it. I've developed a system of electronic anesthesia that I shall administer myself. I shan't need your filthy drugs. You can start carving me up as soon as you like. Look, you must listen Press to the us, red we... switch, will you? The red one! Now, oh, you'll have to work quickly. An implant operation can't be done in ten minutes, you know. The last time I checked, it showed there was very little in reserve. Professor, what are you the doing? The instrument isn't entirely accurate, but it does give a, an indication. Oh, I suppose you enjoy this sort of thing, hmm? Bruce Chirigo's to have the power of life and death. 
It adds to the mystique with which you medics like to surround yourself. All right, now, which of you is a surgeon? Oh, come what? on, speak up. Which of you is the butcher? We are not medics, I'm afraid. What? We went to the aid of a spacecraft that had crashed. One of the crew was already dead, and the other man was dying. But before he died, he asked us to get these to you. Both men dead, you say? Yes. One of them was my son. I'm sorry. He tried desperately to reach you. He did everything he possibly could. Such a waste. He had a good mind. Death is such a waste. You were with my son when he died? Yes. It's always too late, isn't it? I wonder if he knew how much I loved him. I think he did. Oh, I, I'm sorry if I snapped at you. It's, it's just my way. Thank you for doing all you could to help. We were hoping you might be able to help us. Well, what is it you want? Well, four of my crew who went down to help your son suffered from high doses of radiation. Now, unless they get decontaminated drugs, they also will die. Ah, couldn't be easier. Whole cabinet of drugs over there. Yeah, around the corner, you'll see it. Take all you want, help yourself. Can't stand them myself. Filthy things, drugs. Oh, listen, how long have you got before these power cells run out? 30 minutes, the very outside of couple of hours. Well, then there is still a chance. If we can get you back to our ship, then we may be able to perform the implant ourselves. I mean, it's a relatively simple operation. Our computer can instruct us. You have the facilities to perform an operation? <laughs> Liberator has one of the finest surgical units you've ever seen. Mm, might be possible, I suppose. Well, come with us. You've got a chance. Stay here. You'll die, certainly. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you think, do you think, and I didn't know whether this was Terry Nick and stuff, or whether it's just the way he's played, but he's he's played very much like William Hartnell. He is. I thought yeah, that very first Doctor. He's very tetchy. Yeah, is that because most of Terry's scripts were done in the Hartnell years, and that's what he thinks? I don't know. It was it was really weird to the point where it's like you can picture Hartnell playing this. Oh yeah, and Derek Farr's really good. I like. Oh, I like, he's, he's I, really I like this tetchiness. Yeah. You know, which one of you is the butcher? A. Yeah. Eh? yeah. You know? And 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 there is genuine pathos when he's told about yeah, his son it is. you know uh, also, also though um which they they sort of gloss over so he's colorblind he does yes the red says, button yes yeah. press the red button yeah and they make such a play of it and i think oh is this this is gonna this is gonna mean something nope no nope, no i think it's just to show that he's yeah. like a cranky eccentric yeah. or something like that you so, know but that would wouldn't it be hard wiring up circuits and that if you can't tell the difference between colors mm. <laughs> I don't know. Is there any of our listeners colorblind? How does it affect you when you make supercomputers? Yes, That's nice. or attach something to your heart. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And Jane Chappelle is really good here. You know, when she's uh, yeah. saying, I- "I'm sorry," and she looks gorgeous. Oh, she's stunning in this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There are some episodes where well, she's not normal. No, no, no. But there are some episodes where yeah. you, you know the hair styling has is not yes. Good. Yeah. But no, 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 no. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and he's got the radiation pills for them. Um, yes, just just on his shelf. He's not the second to none uh, hospital room on a ship, but he's got anti radiation yep, drugs. Yep, yep. And and Blake says that you know if he comes with them, uh, they can operate on him uh, yes. with Zen's because, help. Yeah, because he um, he puts that uh, voltmeter, which again Blake is absolutely amazed by. <laughs> it, uh, he puts that on his bat on his chest, and he says. 
how long you got? 30 minutes, a couple of hours. That's cutting it too close, mm. isn't it? Far, far, far too close, yeah. Um, but they've got to go to the surface uh, to teleport. Yes. Yeah, because it will take five, five, five hours. hours five hours for, for, the, it, to, for the it to dissipate. To dissipate. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And Ensor, nice. yes, Ensor brings Orak out. Now, he is different. Yeah. I'd forgotten this. Yes, first first time we see uh, Orak. Yeah, he's he's... He's very plain, isn't he? Yeah. He's very plain. He hasn't, hasn't got as much detail. He's got some coloured acrylic, which I don't remember seeing before. Sort of. Yeah, but just a few bits. Just a yeah. few bits. Um, and of course, you know, when... when Is it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's for season two, or is it season three? They actually made another one which was smaller, so it was more uh, much lighter oh, right. for carrying. Yeah, because it does look heavy when they're... Well, he's got his own trolley yeah. here, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He's got he's got a little carrying case. Um, interesting as well, we we sort of get almost a different... Because we were wondering, what does the on-switch do? Mm. And en- Ensa says... Because <laughs> uh, Blake says something about how do you... And he, goes, he gives him the control. He says, if, if you use this, he will answer anything you ask. Mm. So that is... So he hasn't got free will in that he can refuse to do something if you're using that control key mm. that you know he's got to do it yeah 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 uh, yeah they put him in his little box and off they go um yeah. but not before ensa um uh waters his plants one last time and feeds yes. the fish feeds his fish because he says i'll be back soon so so presumably he, he is intended to live the rest of his life on that planet or, or, well, that's that's where his priceless collection of um, gold birds are. No, I, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what was he? This goes back again. So he knows that the Federation now knows they're there. He knows his son's dead. He knows, yeah, he knows his son's dead. What what was the plan here? Was he just going to come back and potter about with no Orac? I don't know. Give the Federation the slip, then come back in the Liberator, and then they yeah. um, they teleport up the fish and the plants. I don't yeah. know. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, meanwhile, Travis blows up a grape with a clockwork bomb. I love the fact that it's a clockwork bomb. It's yeah. the old analogue again, it, it, isn't it? it, it yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And the others hear that. Um, and uh, Blake goes to check and almost gets shot by Travis. Yes. The editing's really off here, though, yes. isn't it? Because... Travis says, Blake lifts up his arm. It doesn't fire. Then drops his arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> starts running towards Blake. Then it, you get the reverse angle and the shot goes off. Yes, yes, so, yeah. Okay. They didn't even bother with the pyrotechnics yeah. in, a, in a fake hand, did they? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine they were meant to cut as he lifts his hand. Yes. They? And then it snap cut to Blake getting shot at. That would have been really good. Nice little action. But the way it's edited, it's just... It pulls you right out of it. I do like though that Travis's first instinct—he's—he's he's not expecting yeah. Blake to be there. They don't know the Liberator's there. Suddenly, yeah. Blake comes around the corner and he immediately yeah. he shoots. That's his instinct—just well, kill Blake. Yeah. And it reminds me of Star One when uh, Travis just walks in the room, and says Blake, and, shoots <laughs> and then shoots him, him yeah. in the head. Yeah. Yeah. No, no gloating <laughs> or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Now I have you type words. Yes. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. He's that sort of person, isn't he? He's, he absolutely uh, is. Yeah. yeah. When you got to shoot, shoot. Indeed. Don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> we have the infamous moment next, don't we? Um, th- th- this ridiculous sequence uh, where yeah. um, Stephen Grief's yeah, standing. Um, yeah. Gets lots of he's, foot filming. Yeah, he's not. 
I mean, if they hadn't have filmed that hatch blown up on film, he wouldn't be in this base at all. Mm. Um, but you see him on film, and then it cuts to the studio, and yeah, he's not there. There's some flat-footed... Again, and this is like the uh, Douglas Adams was saying about uh, Zaphod's extra arm, where the BBC would say, oh, just, just use one of the sound guys or whatever. And you can tell they're not actors, mm. even though it's just an arm. And you can tell this person's not an actor. Yeah. Just by the way he's running, just, just by the way he runs terrible. and stops, you know, yeah. it, it, it is very oh, yeah, and it's 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 really sad that we're deprived of a, a few scenes of Stephen Grief mm. in his Osho Osho short time as Travis. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I had a few quite a few years listening to this on audio, and, yeah. and of course I had completely forgotten that you don't see Travis, but I I can remember it thinking his lines that he's he was delivering a really weird way he's, he's getting away yeah. he's getting away it's great it's he's getting, getting away, away. Yeah. yeah it's so adr to death yes yeah um it's not not good no and, and looking at it uh, certainly not good and also did you notice a couple of times jacqueline pierce actually looks into the camera yeah it, yeah it, it's, it's odd it's i it, it just feels rushed and not very well edited almost to the point where you think this these are the only takes they had that they didn't do any safety takes or anything like that. Mm. Was it a 10 o'clock moment? I don't you know. know. Getting towards 10 o'clock, lights are going to go off. I don't know. I don't know. But Ensa, right, he says he has to rest, right? Yeah. Now, Blake knows he's got half an hour, maybe a couple of hours, and he's now saying, I need to rest. So what does he do? He gives him the job of half carrying Orac yeah. while he goes off to try and bring the roof down. Yeah, this is this whole sequence is just pure padding. So, yeah, so A, Blake is so patronising to Callie, isn't he? Is She says, wouldn't it be better? And he goes, let me do it my way, Callie. Yeah. It's yeah. just horrendous. Yeah, then he gives the guy with, with a dicky ticker yeah. extra the stuff strain. to carry. Ex- yeah, extra strain to carry. And then he goes off, and he's lifting rocks down one at a time yes. from the ceiling. <laughs> You've got gravity on your side, mate. Poke them. <laughs> let them fall. You don't have to lift them down. And he do- not worth much. He doesn't know at this point that, you know, uh, Travis and Servalana are even following them. No. And the time he wastes, I mean, it, it would be touch and go, but the time he wastes, and had he not made Ensor use up his battery reserves by carrying Orac... Uh, I think Blake kills Ensor. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. If he hadn't done that, Ensor would have made it. He yeah. would have gone up to the Liberator. Hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. Blake is entirely responsible for Ensor's death. Do you think if Ensor had survived, he would have let them have Orac to go off and then continue mm, the, the, the mm, stories? I, Just I drop me off at a would, planet, yeah. or do you think he would have kept Orac? I think he would have wanted to keep Orac. You can't have him as one of the crew, mm. not Ensor. No. That would be funny, actually. <laughs> you could see how that could work, because he could be the guy that stays on the ship all the time and gives them scientific... You know, they just call up to him. It could have been very much been that style of character. I could see him becoming the crew's mm. drunk. Yeah. Just getting slozzled while they go off on their adventures. Just him and Villa. Yeah, <laughs> and drunk yeah it would have been an even worse influence on Villa, <laughs> yeah. So t- talking about Villa, we see Villa finally, and, and yes. he's open-shirted. 
Yeah, it doesn't look weird to see the one of the crew in a normal modern. That's shirt. what I was going to say. It doesn't look like yeah. Villa. It looks like no. 1970s Michael Keating because it looks yeah. like a normal shirt, and he's got it unbuttoned a tad. And yeah, yeah it, that is really weird. I was quite taken by that. But I do like the fact that Villa looks the best out of all of them, and he's the one that's gone off to rest. Mm. So again, Villa sensible all the way. Mm. Right, I, they should have followed what he did. If they'd have all gone to rest instead of grunting by the teleport, you know, it's just silly. Also, this is interesting as well uh, from a modelly point of view. So when Avon's putting his gun together and checking it, um, it's quarter-inch stereo jacks, not yes. the DIN socket ones. So presumably this is the second-generation Liberator gun. No, it's the other way round. It was stereo oh, jacks was first, wasn't it? Ah, because right. they would actually pull them out, wouldn't they? Yeah. And, and then they would lose power or it would come out a little bit and it would short out the battery. Ah, yeah, right. no, this that's, is the original. went over to din plugs, right. It's a lovely shot when he slams that um, uh, yeah. uh, weapon down on the thing. But you do think, oof, the damage you're doing yeah. to that and the console, you know? Yeah, I'm just refurbing mine, and I was thinking, oh, don't no, don't do that. No, 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 yeah. Because Avon, yes, he calls him, and he yeah. says he wants him in the teleport with his surface clothes. Yeah, yeah your surface gear. Yeah. yeah, and he reckons that Blake and Callie have been down too long, and that they're going to go down and find out what's going on. What is it? What's the matter? Callie and Blake, they've been down on the surface for far too long. They must have run into some kind of trouble. See if you can wake Gan up. Come on, we help. Huh? What's wrong, Jenna? It's Blake and Callie. Something's happened. Huh? Where is he? We don't know. He woke me up. Blake woke you up. Avon. Villa. What are you up to now? You and I are going down to the surface. Put that on. Are you out of your mind? I'm finding it hard enough just to stay on my feet. Then crawl, but put that on. Gan, you stay here with Jenna. Make sure that one of you stays conscious long enough to beam us back up again. Right. Listen, Avon, there's nothing you can achieve by going down there. I don't intend to sit around and wait to die. Now, this... Now, other episodes, they never have, have they? But I suppose he has got a personal involvement here. He doesn't want to die of radiation poisoning. Yes, yeah. I think it's more that than any sort of concern for Blake. Because if he didn't have the yeah. radiation sickness, he could just go, right, we're going now. Uh, leave Blake down there. Yeah. Yeah. Blake wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the way that uh, when he tells Jenna that, you know, they've been gone down too long and, and I'm going down, you can see Michael Keating just round the corner. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, is he's... That another one where yeah, he's, the, I think this is our third time now where you see someone just tucked round the corner <laughs> waiting for their that, cue. That bit of corridor obviously wasn't quite long enough to hide completely, was it? <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. And I also love the um, the line, you, you know, Villa tells Avon, I'm finding it hard enough to just stand on my feet. And Avon screams at him, then crawl, but put that on. Yeah. You know, that's that. That's a, I'm sure that's Chris Boucher. I think this is Chris Boucher yeah. now. It's some really nice uh, Avon Villa scenes in this episode. We don't get many, but they're what we do are gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he says, I'm not just going to wait here and, you, you know, stand here and wait yeah. to die. And but isn't it? It's, it's nice that he he f- sees Villa as his best person. Yes, to go out with. of all the others to go with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they go down with Villa holding onto his boots. Um, yes, just lovely. for the reason so he can say, "Oh, yeah. I've got a wet foot now." Yes, yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible blue screen shot though. Yeah, absolutely awful. It, it's not good. Um, and yeah, that's at that point where Ensor uh, says he needs to rest and tells yes. Callie the Fibians are harmless. Gould knows now, why he says yeah. this. 
Yeah, so he was either lying before or he's lying now. So that's actually that's another we should have mentioned that earlier. That's another um, Terry trope. Terry trope is the the underground critter in the corridor, in it, which was in you had a big clam in Genesis yeah. and the Daleks. You had the in the chase. You had the uh, Maya beasts. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, very interesting. Terry's mind where it goes, but also the other thing that just made me laugh was. In a, in a couple of scenes' time, Callie, where she stood now, then notices that the ladder yeah, leads, the stairs is just there, just literally. There. Yeah. Why didn't she notice that before and say to her, look, there's the stairs, let's go there. They could have at least got him into stasis. Yeah. They, 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 they don't even go around a corner or anything, do they? No. Yeah, they are there. It's literally but, in front of yep, her. Yep, yep, Because, yeah, she goes back to find Blake and the two of them come along, find he's dead. Yeah. And, yes, they are just by the stairs. But I do like Callie's um, just, I, I'm sorry, just a little bit longer. You know, she's really good in this. Yeah, she's caring for him. Blake couldn't give him monkeys. No, 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 no. Um, so they go out up to the Obelix and uh, they get jumped by, Did, oh, sorry. Yeah. Did you notice that there's something behind the Obelix in that shot? Something moves behind it. And I didn't. I couldn't work out whether it was like a, you know, a stagehand or something. No. Or something, you know, like... But, yeah, there's a black shape, and it, as this shot opens, and then it moves in as if it's like an elbow being pulled in. Oh, I have to, I have so, to check that. Yeah, it's so weird, because nothing happens. It's not like they need someone stood behind it. No, oh, I'll, I'll go and look. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll screen grab it and, and yeah. put it on Facebook, uh, because it's at that point that they are uh, jumped by Travis. Call Liberator. Goodbye, Blake. Wait. I have waited too long. He's the bonus, Travis. Aurak is the prize. Where is Ensel? Ensel? Like his son, he's dead. It was to be expected. He survived longer than we thought was possible. That box, Aurak, that's what we came for. If it does only half of what was promised, it'll give the Federation greater power than it's ever known. What are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I think you're going to kill me, Travis. With or without orders from the Supreme Commander. With orders, Blake. All right, Travis. Go ahead. Ah! Ah! Don't move. Good shot, Avon. I was aiming for his head. You took your time. What have you been up to? We had a few minor problems. Did you bring the decontaminants? Yes, we've got them. Tell them to bring us up. Jenna, stand by. Well, what are you waiting for? Come on, man. Why don't you kill us? No. I've got a better idea. We'll get a message through to the Federation. Tell them that you let us take Aurak. I'm sure they'll be quite fascinated by your explanation. You're in a lot of trouble, Travis. And Serverland says to go ahead and kill Blake. Yeah, well, they they have a little bit of a, a backwards and forwards, don't they? Yeah. And then that, that that brilliant line where Blake tries to get out, he says... Uh, I I think that Travis is going to kill me with with or without your orders, and she goes, "Oh, with, with." <laughs> yeah, but we get it's just lovely. Yeah, but lovely next stuff. we got that terrible uh, stunt hand. Oh, it's yeah. so flat. You know, that doesn't look they, like a they, hand they, at all. 
No, and again, they they linger on it too much. If it had been just like yeah. half a second shot, but it's like two or three seconds, the editing you could you could make a fan edit of this episode that would yeah just trim cut it a lot a bit. of these issues yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then we get you know typical Chris Boucher, you know, good shot Avon. I was aiming for his head. Yeah, says Avon, classic. still fanning. Isn't he? Yeah, still fanning, even when he's got radiation poisoning. Yeah. He can fan. Yeah. This is terrible, Next, because, um, you know, uh, Blake says, well, I'm not going to kill you. I'm, I'm going to leave you and, um, and uh, let the Federation know that you let us take Orac. Right? Yeah. Because Avon, he wants to kill him. Yes. He's going to kill him, isn't he? He's going to kill Tra- uh, Travis. But yeah, Blake, it's that usual, it's that villain thing, isn't it? James Bond, isn't it? You've got to leave people a way out. But if that happen, had happened, if Avon had killed Travis mm. and Serverlan, okay, they they are, are still going up against the Federation, but these two motivators are gone, aren't they? Yeah, you and we know from previous and future episodes that that without Serverlan's sort of toxic presence at the top of the Federation, it's a much more political and Although it's a bit oppressive, but it's not the murdering place that it was before, really. Well, we don't so know. I think the military would have risen to the top again. Yeah, I mean, if you if you say that Servalan, to a large degree, was part of the military takeover of the Federation, and that hasn't totally happened yet, then killing her now, it could be that the more civil you know, side of the Federation would would have come back. Yeah, I think so. And also, killing killing them both now, especially uh, Travis, there'd be no galactic war. No, there'd be no Star One. Yeah. Um, so, Avon should have shot them both. Mm, mm. And, you know, if if there's no Serverland, you would have had no Terminal. So, whoever yeah. is still on the Liberator, the Liberator would never have been destroyed. Yeah. Mm. The galaxy would be in a better place. It would, it would, yeah. Which makes it this is a terrible choice of Blake's to say no. Yeah. We're just going to let you live mm. again, Blake arbitrarily. Mm. Cocks it up, <laughs> yeah. Cocks it up royally. Yeah, yeah. I. Oh, it is sweet, but it's also terrible. Uh, Travis's yeah. blown up hand. It's just. It just looks. Yeah, it's a oh, bit of Meccano. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's there's Meccano in there. Some wires. But it's also now about a foot longer than his other hand. <laughs> and I, I do like the way... I mean, this is our last ever um, time yeah. we will see Stephen Grease as, Grief as Travis. And Serverland says, you're in a lot of trouble and walks off. And he's almost got a half smile, hasn't he? Yeah. he know, He's broken at this point, hasn't he? Well, this that is, is that, that is it. Because next Travis. time we have Travis Mark II and he has been for therapy and stuff like that, yes. hasn't he? So he has, this yeah. is the thing that obviously tips Travis over. Yeah, he's um, he's not the same man after this. Maybe, maybe you, you, you know, Travis wanted to die. You know, that's how he, well, wa- yeah. he wanted to die, by Blake. I no? think he would have, if he, if he would be happy, he would happily die if he thought Blake was going to die as well wouldn't mm, he mm, yeah all right well we got to go forward a bit and later on they switch on Orac. um yes and they're quite surprised when it's ensor's voice is your edge fully switched on yeah, of course i probably switched on having to press the activator button what else would you expect 
It's his voice. It's exactly as though Enzo was speaking. Surely it is obvious, even to the meanest intelligence, that during my development I would naturally become endowed with aspects of my creator's personality. The more endearing aspects, by the sound of it. Possibly. However, similarities between myself and Enzo are entirely superficial. My mental capacity is infinitely greater. Modest, isn't he? Modesty would be dishonesty. What's wrong with being dishonest? Is that a question? Yes. The question is futile. Were I to say that I'm incapable of dishonesty, how would you know if I was being dishonest or not? A question for a question. Well, you're capable of evasion, anyway. I think I've heard enough. I don't like him. All right, be a good junk heap. Shut up. I agree with Villa. Define the words, shut up. Stop talking. Do not speak. Be silent. That is better. Our relationship will be best served if your statements are free of ambiguity. Let's switch him off and go back to work. No, wait a minute. Let's find out what he is capable of. Orak, what are your limits? They have not yet been defined. My knowledge is virtually infinite. My secondary ability is to logically process that knowledge and make accurate predictions. Are you saying you can see into the future? The words future, present, past are meaningless. Define meaningless. I have the capacity to predict events that have not yet taken place. That is not what I asked. In the circumstances, the question is meaningless. <laughs> now, that's ridiculous. Give us a demonstration. A demonstrator's a command is insufficient. What does he mean? He means, like Zen, that he requires specific instructions. Instructions are not needed if commands are succinct. I'm getting tired of this. Go on, predict something. I will project an image on your scanner screen. Go on, then show us. Hey, that's us. It's Liberator. It's not much of a prediction, just travelling through space. It is not a prediction. It is an immutable certainty. Space vehicle will be destroyed. What? You're not given to practical jokes, are you? Because that's not funny. When's this supposed to happen? The event is not far distant. How far distant? There must be some way of making him tell us when. Be more precise. The event is now even less distant. I don't believe it. Zen system status. All systems are functioning normally. Yes, but Zen's only a machine. So is Orac. That's all right. That's fixed Orac. No, it hasn't. What do you mean? We've forgotten something. The prediction has still been made. Blake! Yeah. Because uh, we, yeah, because Blake hasn't. Well, he has spoken to Orac, hasn't he? Didn't he speak to him in the lab? Uh, no, I don't I think he remember. did. No, perhaps he didn't. No, no, no. Azo- a- Avon's obviously puzzled by him. Um, yes, and and that, that they're going to turn him off. But Blake wants to know his limits. I don't know why he says, yeah. "What are your limits?" Yeah, what is he expecting there? Well, I'm not very good at crosswords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting that Avon's got almost contempt for it and it's yes. like because he's saying it's just a computer it's just this it's just that villa just he couldn't care less it's it's there he's a, thinks he's of no help mm. everyone's getting even Callie is against or at this point yeah 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 and he says he has the ability to predict uh, well his his second function is to make predictions so this is <laughs> again, we never see this again. But so, or so, Orac's first function is is basically uh, that Ensor invented Wi-Fi. Yes, he can commun- They're amazed at that, aren't they? You can communicate with those computers without a physical link. Yeah, it's called Wi-Fi, Blake. Get used to it. Um, 
But so that's his first function. His second main function is to predict the future. Never use it again. I think he does, though. I think he does. I, you could say that he does in the very last episode where he. I think he, he does predicts, for his own benefit. No, yeah. no, no, no. That he predicts that Blake is on Gowda Prime. Is this whole yes. cause and effect thing? So, do you think all through the rest of the series, Orax? Doing predictions himself, he knows exactly what's going to happen in any of this, which is why he gets so annoyed. It could be because he's he's going, okay, let's predict. Oh, they're going to destroy. The, oh, no, I knew gonna that was going to happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, and Kala's going to get taken over by aliens again. You you never know. Maybe yeah, I mean he is Orak. He's the Oracle, and uh, yeah. he doesn't give the answers. It could be that if they had actually just thought to ask him a question do you think we should do this sarcophagus do you think we should check on that ship yeah. no yeah. because is that, is that sense yeah and all that do you think we should do that no don't but he's just sat there and unless they ask him a question he won't give them the answer could be couldn't it so do you so Orac, he's the oracle that foretells the future and sees facts so he's all three of the bbc teletext services <laughs> Space teletext. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows them the Liberator. And, yes. Uh, and they, he, well, he shows them a very poor cardboard cutout of the Liberator. Yes. He? And he very tellingly doesn't say the yeah. Liberator. He says space no. vehicle will be de- destroyed, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not too distant in the future, which rattles I do them. like, yeah. I do like that line. Be more precise. Well, it's closer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, he, he's unplugged, isn't he? Avon, um, uh, unplugs him, yeah, throws Avon. the key away. Oh, again. It's like, oh, because you hear it, hear it whack into the plywood. Yeah. And it's panel, like, what are you doing? You? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Don't do that. You're damaged. You'll go through the wall. Yeah. And, and Villa says something about, oh, that's old Orac. Yeah. But Blake, that's it. It's off. Yeah. But Blake says, uh, no. The prediction is still uh, playing out. And yeah. I can clearly, clearly, clearly Ooh, remember yeah. this moment. Because, I was going to say this, yeah. Yeah, because Blake says it's still playing out. Jenna says, Blake, you see a shocked expression from Blake. Yeah. And when you see the Liberator blow up, you don't see that it's on Z- uh, Zen's screen. Yeah, you lose the surround. You the lose screen. the surround. So, so yeah. I can clearly remember thinking, shit, they, they're they all yeah. dead. It was traumatizing to kids at the time. Especially, I mean, like, yeah, I thought, because I remember sort of turning to my dad and going, what? what? They're all dead. Yeah, and then yeah. and then to find out that it will be back next year. And it's like, but yeah. they've just died. I can very clearly yeah, remember that. Good good cliffhanger. Really Brilliant good cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Do you think it's the best cl- cliffhanger? Um, I do like season two's fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that... Yeah, t- two, then one, then four, then three. I think that's yes, how I go. Definitely. All right. Okay. So that's it. That's the story. Um, yeah. We're almost at the it's, end it's of season cracker. one. Yeah, it's a cracker. I love it, but not much happens. What, not much happens. I think you could have you could have done that now in a modern show in ten minutes, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So that's the story over. So uh, behind the scenes. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but in the original script, it was Avon that went down to the planet with Callie. Um, but yes, but they, yeah, that. but they it changed that sense. because yeah, if Avon, the computer genius, got hold of a supercomputer, it'd be off with it, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose they they had to give Blake something to do. Yeah, this next fact, I've been I've been looking at this, and I don't. Unless they did some serious trimming, I can't see how this is possible. But apparently, the 
amphibian costume had two people in it, right? Really? Yes. Because it falls over at one point, and it's quite clearly one person. It is one person. Costume, but apparently yeah. when it had two people in it, it looked just like a pantomime horse, which made me think of Warriors mm. of the Deep or yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Murko could, or whatever. Yeah, could have been, I suppose. Because it's got it's got weird wings at the back of it. I th- it's I'm really thinking those wings. Yeah, that it's an amphibian. If you've got wings, yeah, you'll fly. Wings? <laughs> you know? um, I think what they did. I mean, they, they they tried taking the person in the back out, which made it look worse. So then they had to cut it and trim it, the 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 outfit. So I think maybe the wings are disguised where the join yeah. used to be, where you've cut it all. Could be. The wings could be perhaps the back. You know they pinned up the back end or yeah. I don't know. And, uh, but apparently it still looked terrible and they tried filming it and editing it so you only saw a bit here a bit there but no it looks terrible it's, it's yeah it's laughable even the even the claw hand that grabs Serverland with, yeah. with, with its bendy fingernails you know because yeah. Yeah. the trouble is as well they've, they've made it out of like a, a shiny almost satiny material and it just looks like that it just looks like material they've obviously thought it might be look like scales no but... no no, it's, it's got it's too rubbish. many folds in it, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, famously, this is the story where Stephen Grief uh, came to grief <laughs> um, <laughs> after breaking his Achilles, uh, Achilles tendon playing squash. And he yeah. had his uh, ankle in plaster for, 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 for six weeks. So yeah, that's when they got the stand in to do that foot acting. Yeah. Mm. But you'd thought they, they could have brought him in just to do head and shoulders shots. No, apparently it was Via Lorimer's mm. idea to shoot. Uh, mm. Someone, but only from like the waist down, and 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 then then vo- uh, have Stephen do the voiceover. Yeah. It didn't work at all. Yes, um, that whole uh, good good shot, Avon. I was uh, aiming for his head. Uh, that was put in for him, especially for him by uh, Chris Boucher, um, yeah. because you, you, you know they were both cowboy film fans, and it's a nod to the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Hmm. It's, yeah, you can see even at even at the end of season one, you can see Avon starting to become the the breakout character, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, they're, they're they're having more fun writing for Avon than they yes, are for Blake, and it works, doesn't it? It to- yeah, totally it works. Um, this is an interesting fact. I don't know if you know this fact. I didn't know it until I, I researched it. But uh, um, the location filming was in a quarry in Hertfordshire. All right, it, so not at the seaside. It wasn't at the seaside at all. Okay, what they did, and it's very clever because I I, I learned this fact before I watched the episode and you can see what they've done because what they do is they had like this stock footage. You see the sea, right? A couple of times you see the sea and every time you see the quarry, you hear the sea. So you just assume... It's very clever. Yeah, 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 it's very clever. I just assume they filmed it on a beach. Yeah, it it, it, it says on one of the DVD things, you know, uh, Ver Lorimer was uh, asked by somebody, where the heck, what beach did you film that on? And it wasn't on a beach, it was just in a Hmm. quarry. So that's... See, that's good, that's good filming. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, that's that's really good. Um, uh, Derek Farr, Ensor, or Ensor himself, um, um... He played a group captain in the Dambusters. I've, I've seen that quite a few times. I don't remember him in it. Mm, I don't remember him in no. it. No. But he's got a younger brother called Peter Farr, okay? And he was a bomber pilot during World War Two, and actually became an air vice marshal. Oh. Hmm. That's the only fact I've got on Derek Farr. Really? Yeah, that's all I've got, apart from his genre tally, of course. Yeah. All right? Uh, genre tally of six, all right? Uh, first one, the Avengers. So many people start with the Avengers, yeah. don't they? 
It was a big employer, wasn't it? Yeah, the second one I thought was quite relevant for uh, Blake Seven. He was in a film called The Projected Man. Okay. Oh, right, yes. Which is all about right. teleportation. It is, yeah, going wrong. Yeah. I remember um, watching it. It was on one night when we were kids and we watched it and it scared the crap out of me. And then I watched it again recently on <laughs> Mystery Science Theatre and it's awful. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the way, terrible. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was 66 he did that. Um, yeah. Then he was in Adam Adamant Lives. Um, oh. Then he was in The New Avengers. He's one of our rare ones that was both in The Avengers oh. and The New Avengers. Um, yeah, because not many were in the New Avengers, because most of it was filmed abroad, that's, wasn't it? That's it was right, yes. Filmed in Italy and that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, then we got Star Maidens, that, that right, curious thing. Yeah, it, it is curious. Um, I'll put links to YouTube where you can actually see yeah. him um, with Gareth Thomas, you know, a year before. And then the last thing was Blake Seven. All right. Okay. So he hasn't done much at all? No, no Doctor And yet Who. he's so familiar, but it must be just from this. It is from this. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's from this. Yeah. Um, no Who tally, of course. Mm. Um, is it worth it? Is it worth getting Orac? What would Blake um, have done if he hadn't got Orac? How much further do you think he would have got? I think they would have died about four yes. minutes later. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th I think it was well worth it, mm. to be honest. I think, yeah, they it wouldn't have wouldn't have worked otherwise yeah i mean if they yeah you're right if if they didn't have orac they would have stalled or been stopped shortly afterwards and the federation would have the liberator wouldn't they yeah i think um the federation would have done very well out of uh if they hadn't have bothered so i think it was definitely worth mm. it I mean, they killed an old man and the old man's son <laughs> and the old man's son's doctor <laughs> and a fibian yeah <laughs> but yeah, I think it was worth All right. it. Okay. All right. Well, that's that. That's Ensor over. Yeah. Um, season one. Right. Almost. Almost. We've got two almost. more visits to yeah. season one, and then we are done with it. Um, I tell you the that the season we're going to um, stay with the most, which has the most characters to actually discuss, is actually season two. Um, really? Yeah, we're still going to be going with season two quite close up to the end. Uh, which leads me nicely into who we're talking about next time from season two um, to a story that we refer to quite a bit and been to quite a few times now, uh, which is the story trial. Um, oh, and, and it's not Zill, is no, it? Um, no, no, things it's Major. No, none of this oh. star nonsense. Uh, Major yeah. Tharnia. Oh, right, yes. Travis's defence line. Yes, so you you have yeah. you have the enjoyment after talking oh, today watch and watching Travis Mark one. Your next assignment is uh, uh, Travis Mark two in one of his finest performances. He, yes, it's one, one of my well half of one of my favourite episodes. <laughs> or half of it is one of my favourite episodes. Well, you'll be um, pleased to hear we're coming yeah. we're, we're coming back to trial twice. Once for Tharnia, and yeah. we will be uh, focusing on the Zill bit, unfortunately, oh, later God. on. Yes, <laughs> we got to have balance in this show, Ian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can't just have all the good no, stuff. No, 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 because there'll be no season four then. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So, see you next week then. Yes, uh, I look forward to that. A bit of Trooper Par. Trooper Par, Tharnia, Travis Mark II, oh. um, um, Thingy Jig, uh, Fleet Admiral, whatever he was. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I say, I say, yep. Yep, yep, I say, I say. Him, yes, you're right. Yes. Okay, <laughs> see you next week then, Ian. Nice one. Cheers. See you next week then. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, yes, indeed. Oh, before I forget, um, you were in my dream last night. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I'll Would you like to hear it? Go Would on, Would you like to yeah. hear my dream? Um, yeah. I don't know if I ate anything a bit funny last night. Um, really in cheese? Yeah, and I always eat cheese before oh. I go to bed. It never usually uh, uh, produces this. Uh, you and I were uh, to this um, this Galaxy Edge thing over in America, you know, the Star Wars oh, um, yes, theme the, park yeah, thing. Oh, yes, the theme park. I'll yeah, be going we, there in November. Oh, well, of course you are, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so we're walking around, and yeah. a rumour goes out on, on social media that uh, um, um, somebody has got excerpts from the film, the new film, yeah. and, and there are places where you can find it. And it's like, oh, blimey. Well, just dotted around like there. No, 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 just online. Oh, you right, know, okay. and, 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 and it's going to be shown soon and everything. And then, for some reason, we were in like a small cinema auditorium, and we had found out that, yes, it's going to be shown here. And you and I are in the front row, right? And we're sat there, and it starts, and it's the actual bloody film. It's, the, it's episode nine being shown now, months was, and months before. Was it any good? What was the well, plot? <laughs> well, I don't remember that because... Go! Oh, no, what? My dream, my dream went like this, right? I'm sat there thinking, we're going to get in so much trouble. Somebody's going to open the door yeah. in a minute and find that somebody has found the print and they are showing it to a bunch of people that shouldn't be seeing this. We're going to be in so much trouble. We're going to be in so much trouble. And then all of a sudden, there was like an advert break, right? And I'm watching all these adverts, these horrible American adverts. And this guy comes along, this blonde guy with glasses and a beard, and he says, oh, I, uh, I'm assuming this isn't a full show because the row behind you has got seats. Do you mind if we sit with you? And, uh, and I said, yeah, of course. And... Walking past between you and me is this guy. He motions to these people, and in comes Kirk Douglas, right? <laughs> okay. Farah Fawcett Majors, right? And Patrick Stewart. This is this is the um, this is the test screening group. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they come around and they sit down, and I turn around, and you, you know, I have no shame after the Stephen Grief thing. It's like, hello, Kirk. Hello, Fawcett. Big fan. Da da da. Hello, Patrick, and all like this. And I'm sitting there thinking, and this was my dream. I think this is what my dream was all about because soon I'm going to be doing an effectively speaking on Saturn Three. Oh, right. would, yeah, Kirk and Farah. Kirk Farrah. and Farah, Far- Far- yeah. And uh, I'm just waiting for the nod from Andrew for a day next week that we're going to record that. And I did think about that before I went to bed. There so that's them in it, right? Why Patrick Stewart's in it, I don't know. Well, Patrick but, Stewart just enhances anything. He's well, in, this so, is true, yeah. yes. But I'm sat there thinking... This is buggered up my chances. I can't ask them to do an introduction to effectively speaking when we all get thrown out. Yeah. So that was it. That really, that was the dream. Well, I don't know what to say. At that point, I woke up. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if we did get thrown out. I love I love the sort of nerdiness of your dreams that you're worried in your dream about being caught out watching advanced footage of yes, Star Wars. Yes, and I'm also worrying about yeah. oh, can I get my exclusive introduction to yeah. the next podcast? <laughs> See, it's because you, you just become a, a, a star stalker now. You just want to get them. I'm taking it to the stuff. next level, yeah. aren't I? Kirk yeah. Douglas introducing. Is Kirk Douglas still alive? Um. Farah's not. He's got to be about a thousand now, isn't he? He is still alive, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's one of those ones where people are amazed that he's still alive. I'm sure he is. Are you sure he's not died and just no one's noticed? Mm, (laughs) He's he's embalmed somewhere. (laughs) Could be. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's get back on track, shall we? Yes. Let's do this thing because I'm cooking the dinner tonight. All right. Um, Right. Just 3.52. You should leave that in. That was a good little... 
Good little insight into your psyche. Actually, I might put that as an Easter egg yeah. after the yeah. uh, after the end music. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick yeah. that on the ends. It'll be interesting to see if anybody notices. Yeah. Who we'll listens get, we'll, to the end of the very podcast? Well, you could drop little hints like you know we we've become like Marvel or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Mid credit sequence. We'll, we'll see. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, 